0: Alright, the Carolina Outdoors is in session. Your host, Wes Lawson right there, Bill Barty right here, and Wes, over at Jesse Brown's Outdoors, you talk about it all the time, travelers, people who are mm-hmm. getting out there, and many of them are off work, off school, off for the summertime but they still want to find that form of exercise during their vacation, or maybe they're doing a staycation. Have you seen gas prices? I
1: I saw them today.
0: Maybe they're going down a little bit, but still, it's way up there. But anyway, the oldest form of transportation and exercise is taking a walk. Yeah. But sometimes we want to be more efficient at taking that walk, and many cities and towns in Europe especially have uh, uh, helped – bring about into the mainstream uh, the sport of Nordic walking and when we want to learn about a new sport we bring somebody who knows about that sport and that's where our guest comes in. He's from Adventure Marketing Group. Michael Smith is going to join the Carolina Outdoors and tune us up about what this sport called Nordic walking is. Michael, welcome to the Carolina Outdoors.
2: Oh, thank you gentlemen. I'm happy to be here. So,
0: you you want to educate us a little bit just generally we want to exercise we want it to be low impact we want to be efficient what is nordic walking and is it all of those things
2: uh spot on it is absolutely all those things um everybody knows that walking's healthy for all of us however we can turn it up a few notches right that's what we're all good at so we are uh, Hopefully, if we need to recap, trekking poles very much derives from, like, hiking. We use that to help stabilize us. We use that to help utilize our upper body. And now talk about Nordic walking. Nordic walking is walking but fully engaged. So we get to use our upper body muscles. We get to use more cardio. It propels us forward. Um, it kind of turns walking up to the volume of 11, if that makes sense. Um, and it's catching on. It actually comes from a, um, a Finnish term, and it's fitness walking is what it is. And a lot of groups are getting together, um, and it's walking with poles.
1: So, Mike, a lot of times when we talk about the benefit of trekking poles for hikes or somebody going on, like, you know, right now, mm-hmm. the Camino de Santiago, we talk about how trekking poles make you more efficient, which... For a lot of people, it means not having to work as hard. But then you're saying exercise, and exercise to me means working harder. <laughs> um, how, <laughs> how, how are we using the tracking, the magical trekking poles differently to really engage the upper body more?
2: So we have to have a couple of assumptions. We're out to walk to get fitness in this example. We're not trying to cut corners or anything of that nature. So it it is. Imagine out walking, trying to walk some distance, and now put some poles in your hand and use them. Actually use them and engage your arms, keep them at an angle, and push yourself forward. So what that's going to do, it's going to engage your upper body, your chest, your thighs, your traps, your chest, um, All of it is engaging muscles and muscles that would not be actually engaged when you're normally walking. Um, So you're going to be more efficient, you're going to be faster, and you're going to be getting a full-body workout versus just the lower legs when people normally walk.
1: So it sounds like you took power walking ah, and you beat it. Oh,
2: you're exactly right. It's power walking with a purpose.
1: But Ah. it's a full-body power walk. So... The existing trekking poles somebody has—will those work? Do they need to make changes? Is there—is there a different setup specific for this? How—how how is it any different for anybody? So, so
2: blanket statement um is yes your poles can currently work um if you want to enhance it to a nordic pole nordic poles are easily most of them will have a carbide tip for off-roading just like a hiking pole um anything off asphalt or concrete or it can actually have like a rubber booty on the bottom for concrete and asphalt um to where you can either have a lever that moves them or you can have just a removable cap um for the ground surface that you're working on and then also you can get um, Um, like hand gloves that will clip in to uh, the grip of your trekking pole to make it easier to where you're not really doing a death grip to try to um, hold on to those poles, and it's just more of a natural sway.
1: Which is something that's borrowed from um, ultra running, right? Like, like, you know, if if I decided to hate my life and run (laughs) three marathons in a row in the mountains, I'm not using my trekking poles. I'm using ones that I'm clipping my hands into so I don't have to constantly worry about all of my muscle groups being involved.
2: That is becoming a thing that's more like competitive skiing derived, and Got then it. that trickles down to trail running, and then that trickles down to hiking. It's actually becoming a very popular uh, mechanism for just normal hiking as well.
0: Wow. Well, and, and you said skiing, so uh, for theater of the mind via podcast, via radio – Um, Mm -hmm. this derives Nordic walking using poles. Now, we're not talking about a hiking stick that you picked up in the woods and you're walking around, say, shoe dog or whatever. Get off of me, uh, wild animal. We're talking about a pair of poles, one in each hand, kind of like you would if you were a snow
2: skier. Yes, absolutely. Um, You're absolutely correct. In most cases, they'll be telescoping or they'll collapse, so they fit um, more body heights, and then also the easy for travel or for backpacking. You can throw them on a backpack. Um, yes, and they will not only help, like we talked about in Nordic walking, for upper body engagement, but more so when you're hiking, it's less impact on your ankles and your knees, and you're able to offload a lot of that impact on your lower body and kind of level it out and use your entire body. Um, you'll roll less ankles. You will sprain less ligaments and um, it's safer. Um, It's very much a safer thing. Um, I roll my ankles left and right. Um, I'm a very huge proponent of trekking poles.
1: Yeah, so I think that's worth noting for folks who have been struggling with finding that exercise that they can do without worrying about the impact and the associated aches and pains. If you have those lower, lower limb kind of issues, definitely let's get you in some trekking poles and let's talk about going for a Nordic walk. I mean, Bill, yeah, I, I think this is in Bill's future.
0: Yeah, hey, meetup meet groups, meet groups are exploding <laughs> with more uh, Nordic walking. But I'm going to transition a little bit and stay in with painting that picture because we're talking about the sport of Nordic walking. It can be done socially, it can be done for, I mean, as you're exercising by yourself, with friends, with, with family. Uh, Michael, I don't know if this is going to become an Olympic sport like uh, speed walking did uh, several decades ago. I don't know if that's coming, but I want to transition a little bit um, to go from the sport of Nordic walking just to, and Wes, you said uh, the Camino de Santiago. Yep. Or, or we've had several people in Jesse Brown's who are doing hut-to-hut hikes, whether it be in the American West or doing it in Europe, maybe the Alps, um, or doing a backwoods trip. I mean, there are people going on walking tours again since the pandemic closed a lot of that. But what about trekking poles, not as just Nordic walking, but just as you have a light pack on? Maybe you don't have a pack on at all, just carrying a water bottle in your on your belt loop or whatever. But carrying a pair of trekking poles to help really do the same as you're talking about Nordic walking. Is that important? Absolutely. People, is that a required? Uh, we were talking in an earlier segment uh, today about requirement of, of good footwear, um, good socks, good hiking or walking shoes or boots. We were talking about the importance of having a protective shell, a raincoat, lightweight, compact, breathable, uh, but still protective, even in warm weather months. That is a, a must-have. If you're doing a trip like the, a backwoods trip or, or any kind of tour, walking tour. Is a trekking pole a must-have?
2: It's my favorite piece of gear when I'm in the backcountry or exactly a hut to hut. I've never had the experience of a hut to hut, but I've done a lot of long-distance hikes, um, and trekking poles are literally my favorite piece of gear out there. And I've said that for years. Um, It's it helps. It, It helps your entire body. And whenever you're doing all this, you go for the experience, right? But It's it's often just self impact and body impact. So so we want all those. Just like you said, we want the right footwear. Why? Because it makes our makes our experience better. Um, Trekking poles do the exact same thing. It makes our experience better. It'll be less aches, less pains. You'll be using your body more efficiently. Um, I mean, that's the name of the game is to enjoy your experience, not complain about your knees.
1: When I think all the alpha males out there need to really think about that, because uh, <laughs> the picture at the end of the of the successful hike, <laughs> your loved ones want you to be smiling. Uh, exactly and, and, right. And you can you can hide the trekking poles if you want to, but if you skip the trekking poles <laughs> and all of your body is is beaten up and worn out, and your knees hurt from that long downhill, you're not smiling in that picture. Everybody else is, but it's almost always for us the skeptical alpha male who's out to prove his youth. And um, that's unnecessary. It's also not safe. I've used trekking poles for over 20 years, won't go on a hike without them, Um, still have the same first pair I bought from Jesse Brown's when I was in college, recovering from a knee injury, and still rely on those things because it's such a vital piece of equipment for my own health and well-being, my own safety, because I don't want to be the person who creates conflict for the whole group because I'm injured or I can't hack it, and they can. You know, So it just makes things better. It's so functional. And they weigh, mine are old, but they still weigh less than an empty water bottle, which is crazy. Yeah.
0: Michael, talk about yeah, that. They, talk about the machismo or, or lack thereof, the machismo factor in using trekking poles.
2: Um, it's going to be embarrassing, Bill. I'm going to have to ask what machismo means. I don't even know. <laughs> we have to ask Wes. Yeah, you made up <laughs> a link. I
0: Well, well West, yeah, West talked about the alpha male. So, so the guy who thinks it looks dorky, um, he's gotcha. t- too much of a man to to use those. Or, or a woman thinks it looks dorky too. To be fair.
1: Um, can you help us get over that hump? Hey, you know what? Those people also won't ask for directions, but they will use GPS and they will drive into a lake. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, I'm done with that. Hey, talk to us, yeah. Michael,
0: about that. Um, it, what is the perception of trekking poles to those who are worried about how they may look walking down the sidewalk, walking down the pathway, and they're using a trekking pole, and they've never used one before?
2: I would argue if you're in the woods, there is no stigma. I I think we have overcome that no matter what level of expertise you are on. um, I think they've become as common as a hiking boot, and we're, we're past that. And if we're not People need to get there. That that's their own beef. Um, Nordic walking, just like you said, it's it's a newer activity in the sidewalk. Um, mm-hmm. and know the advantages and know why you're doing it. Um, they're they're fun poles. They're cool poles. You can get full blown carbon poles. Um, you you can have high end and flashy looking if you want. But uh, it's for a purpose and it, it's for engaging. And if people can run around. Speed walking around the city, it's all there, um, and everybody's on their own health mission for the sake of Nordic walking, so its it makes sense. It makes all the sense in the world.
0: Hey, if you're just joining us, you're listening to the, to the Carolina Outdoors with your host, Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barti, our guest, Michael Smith from Adventure Marketing Group, and with what you were just talking about, Michael, let's delve into that because um, Adventure Marketing Group represents in the southeast southeastern part of the United States one of the world's most famous trekking pole companies that sells Nordic walking poles as well. It's called Leckie Trekking Poles. Can you tell us a little bit about that company? Because it's been around a long time before the trend of trekking poles came
2: about. Oh, heck yeah. Um been around uh, since 1970. Um, I don't know if anyone watched the Winter Olympics this season, but I think the word lucky was shown on TV more than the word Olympic or any other word. Um, they are world-renowned for trekking poles, ski poles, Nordic walking, backcountry, um, every kind of pole you could imagine. Um, all the way from 1970, um, Carl Lindhart, the founder, um, was in manufacturing and had aluminum experience and um, was never happy with ski baskets or ski poles or ski grips and set out to fix it and it's literally that's the history and how it derived and it has spawned from there Um, they're an amazing company to play with and they've been out there making trekking poles since the beginning
0: And with the more and more number of people hitting the trails, hitting travel again, uh, Leckie's at the forefront. There are pride and joy of trekking poles at Jesse Browns Outdoors and at jessebrowns.com. And uh, it is one of those products that as you talk about it, you can see people trying to tune out including my own mother by the way she did a walking tour in the southern part of france i did this whole thing and she was tuning out on me she took her trekking poles she took my trekking poles that i loaned her out of her luggage but after she returned from her trip she said you know what bill everybody had these on the trip yeah yep of course they did (laughs) Everybody but (laughs) But her. But her. (laughs) And I was the one who said, this will make your trip. Take these. Uh, So it's one of those things to see, to use, is to believe. And we're here to tell you, uh, everyone out there who is going for a hike, don't just take that one stick out of the woods, even though you may love it. Go for a real hike and get two trekking poles, two lucky trekking poles from Jesse Brown's and you'll be more efficient, you'll be uh, better supported. And I I think Michael Smith, the old saying was four legs are better than two. Do we still use that? Darn right it
2: is. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I say it all the time.
0: Michael, we appreciate you being on with us, taking a little bit of time to share your wisdom about Nordic walking and then about the uh, special use and, and why trekking poles are so important.
2: Thank you, gentlemen. It's always a pleasure.
0: Off he goes, and off we go, Wes Lawson and Bill Bartee, with more of the wrap-up of the Carolina Outdoors right after this.